This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No, Bob Boomy. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funkmaster V, bass slapper, comedian, ghost hunter, pro wrestler. And you're listening to Brian Bowden on No Bow But Me, baby. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the one and only No Bow Boomy. Nobody but me, this is Brian Bowden. It's been a while. My life has been hectic, but I'm coming to you live from under the skirt of the Statue of Liberty in our home office mm. in New York City. Um, she's carrying a Glock, by the way, and which is good. <laughs> Extra rounds. And that's how liberty is. Liberty's not free. Freedom is not free, folks, but we have a great show. I'm glad to be back here, and what a great way to come back um, off of my own little personal hiatus uh, on this lovely wet day in the New York City area. But we've got a fantastic show. This gentleman contacted me. He messaged me. It was probably one of the best messages I've read in a long, long time. Um, he wears a ton of different hats. Um, from wrestler, comedian. He is a bass-slapping libertarian. Uh, he ran for governor. Radio host, actor, business owner, ghost hunter, bounty hunter, I, I mean, the list goes on, and he also has a paranormal network, and you know that's how we started, and I started, I, I still do the paranormal, but on Nobo Boom, we try to bring everybody in there, and this is fantastic, so I'm, I'm just, you heard who he was when you started listening to the broadcast, so I'm going to bring in the Funk Master himself, Funk Master V, Vinny Vineyard, Vinny, welcome to Nobo Boomy. how are you, sir? No, I'm doing good, and I love New York. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> I'm, and I'm a, you don't know this, but I'm a long-suffering New York Jets fan. Oh, my God. And Well, what's funny, I live in uh, Tennessee now, so I like the Vols and I like the Jets. And because of that, I haven't watched football in about nine years because they're just terrible. But <laughs> when they when they get back rolling, I, was, I actually watched them lose to the Rams about, I don't know, 2016 I was up there. We lost to the freaking Rams, and I was like, yeah, it's – Anyway, I had a good time up there. But anyway, that's it. And I'm also a Knicks and a Nets fan. And really? Yeah. And it's, are you, are you a no hockey good. guy as well or no? Yeah, I'm, I, I like, I've like. i always loved the Islanders, and I can't believe how good of a season they had this year. I don't know. I may have to hang up on you right now, sir. <laughs> I'm, <only joking. laughs> I'm, I'm a New York Ranger fan, so yeah. it, it's it's a, t- it's a tough sport. And i got a buddy on the island, which is, is actually a Philly Flyers fan. It's pretty cool how sports can bring – different regions together though right you know yeah it is well it's it's strange i was born in baltimore and when the colts left i'm so old when the colts left it got salty and we I just started <laughs> following the jets and i've always liked there's a lot of things about the jets i like i liked how joe namath wore a mink coat and there was a lot about wrestling with you know there's just a lot of showmanship with the jets they were un 
they were the other guys. They were the yep. perennial underdogs. They, you know, they were named because their practice field was next to a freaking airport and it was so freaking loud. And they had guys like Wahoo McDaniels, the Indian wrestler, and Joe Namath, and and uh, you know, crazy John Riggins. And they had all these crazy guys. You know, I mean, a white fullback with an afro, and then you have a Mohawk <laughs> the next week. I mean, and that's that's what you know. And the little team that could from New York, they changed football forever. And they they uh, by winning the biggest upset in sports history, they 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 it was a shockwave through the NFL. And that's why the NFL is the way it is because the Jets oh, won. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and it's and it's it's been fifty years since that. And I'm almost fifty. My I'm getting I'm forty four now, and I never. I, it's time, you know, I watch these teams. Golden State is great. And I'm like, Golden State, we used to and the Clippers are good. I'm like, these teams are terrible. It's time for the Jets. When are the Jets, the Philly want a ring? When are the Jets going to win a ring? You <laughs> well, know, it's, it's, it's got to happen. You know, it's interesting. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, they, they revealed the new Jet uniform. You know, it's all black and green, and it kind of looks really mean. It kind of—I'm going to say this, and people are going to hate me for it—but it kind of had that like Eagles-ish feel to it. But yeah. it looked meaner than it looked tougher than them. So maybe you know the new uniform will uh, put a spark in in, in their eyes. Um, I think the problem you with your Jets, because uh, I have a lot of friends and family that are Jets fans, um, <laughs> is is the fact that they, you know they couldn't figure out who to who to QB at that one point, and um, you know. I have a problem being a New York Ranger fan. Talk about fifty years. I mean, I remember. Thank God I saw a cup in my lifetime. But um, <laughs> the problem you have is you have these star players that come in, and the coach, you know, doesn't want to offend the egos of the star players, um, so they don't, you know, they don't do the right thing. We had a goalie that was a hot, and our goalie came back, and I love Lundqvist, but he should never have been playing, and we would have won another cup. Um, put him in at the end. You know, put him in the last fifteen minutes when we're up seven nothing. So this year, I think you guys got a good thing. Uh, maybe you know Joe Namath should come back and uh, do some shit over there with uh, you know the team and you know get them motivated. Uh, but the only thing he could do is get a sniper rifle and take <laughs> out Tom Brady. That's about the only thing Namath could do. That's about the only hope we have. But well, but I, uh, yeah, is, is Tom actually going to retire? <laughs> that, I hope that, it would be I nice. Hope one day. I oh. hope one day. I'm sick of the guy. I think he's a he's a lunatic, and he's there's a video on the uh, internet where he's like kissing his son for like eight seconds. That'll make your toes curl. That's a little just bit weirdness. weird. That's a little yeah, a little bit odd. Um, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, they're not my speed. I mean, I, I've got my no. children, but I'm not going to be sitting there, you know, doing as we talked about a little bit earlier. I'm not going to be doing a Joe Biden on him. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's he just goes. Like, Crazy. The kid comes in, he goes, can I get on the computer to look at fantasy football? And Tom Brady, who's being rubbed down at that moment by a man, which is a masseuse, I'm not going to say anything, you know, but it's still, right. it's a weird scene. It's, it's a weird scene, yeah. And he, Tom Brady goes, well, what do I get? And the kid just kind of goes, ugh. And he comes over and like <laughs> gives dad a pop kiss and he goes, is that it? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute! Whoa! Of course, we're all you know, and I, I know that's probably innocent. Don't get me wrong, but it's 100%. just why? Why is this up? Why is this being uploaded to YouTube in the first place? And that kid, I mean, that kid's going to have a hard life anyway. He's going to be in the shadow of Tom Brady, no matter. He could he could cure yep. cancer, and he's going to be Tom Brady's kid. You know? Exactly. I mean, so it's like, yeah, it's, wow, he, Josh, you just cured cancer. Yeah, I know. Your dad only has 10 rings, though. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. 
So it, well, the headline, dad, the headline, the headline will be Tom Brady's son cures cancer. That's what it would be. Exactly. You know? be, yeah. Exactly. So, I bet the vaccine will be called Brady. You know. <laughs> or Belichick. Or Belichick. Some people who are on Belichick speak Chinese. Um, other people have bleeding. <laughs> that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, there's certain people that are just you just want them out of the scene so you can you know move on and like maybe get an opportunity to do something. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I have a good feeling about the Jets this year. Um, eight wins. I'll take it. I'll take eight wins. That means next year we'll get 10 or 11. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they you, maybe you should go down there and, and offer. Get the crew. Get you and, and, and your, your wrestling crew, Big Luke and uh, Travis Graves, and go down there and, and say, we're going we're gonna to sage this, this stadium for you. <laughs> we're going to sage oh, the crap out a, of the stadium. We can stadium. do an EVP session with Weeb Eubank and try to get his uh, – <laughs> resurrect that guy back down. I, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, the only thing I can do is every year I, I, uh, I, I call the Jets front office and I tell them that I'm eligible for the draft. And, I, and, I, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I don't think they're ever going to call my number. Nah. I don't think they'll need a, they'll need a 44-year-old fullback. Maybe they do. I, I, like, honestly, maybe they do. Look, you guys keep them off me at steak dinners tonight, okay, baby? Let's go. <laughs> That's the way you go. But, A, it's sports. At least you have fun watching. Well, sometimes. Um, it yeah. was a horrible season for me in the, in the hockey land, and it's just, you know, it's just, it's tough. But, uh, you know, but so you're, 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 you're an East Coaster, and you're, you're yeah. pretty much still, still in the East Coast. Um, so what – Let's give the audience that doesn't know the Funk Master and what you do. How did you get started in this? Give them a little bit of a bio on yourself, and then we'll take it from there, and we'll we'll travel this wonderful world. Well, um, yeah, East Coaster through and through. You know, born in Baltimore, I live in uh, Tennessee now, but lived in New York for a short time in uh, North Carolina, Florida, and uh, grew up watching David Letterman. Uh, he was. To me, he was the man, I, you know, staying up late, sneaking up late, and watching his uh, sarcastic uh, ways and how he would berate uh, uh, celebrities. And I just loved him. And I knew I wanted to do comedy, and I had a proclivity to it and, and started doing comedy in Tennessee, which was tough because where I was, there were no comedy clubs, really. So I would have to go to churches and VFWs and and it really weird scenes to try to pull off comedy, but I was really good at it. And, and, and it, it was, it was a strange scene, but eventually I got out of that and I got into radio and I love radio still today, probably even the most. And then I got in a really crappy Christian rock band, uh, that was terrible. In fact, the name of the band was big fish. We didn't have a name. We were signing up for this giant festival that was going to have thousands of people. And they're like, what's the name of the band? And, I heard myself saying Big Fish, and they were like, my band members were like, Big Fish, why? And I said, because we stink like a big fish. Uh, but then I then got pretty good at playing music and, and doing showmanship and got into uh, uh, touring with a, an original rock band and, and uh, getting signed and shelved. I uh, had a guy out of Nashville who was a fantastic guitar player. One, he's the best frontman you've never seen. Unbelievable wow. yeah. guy. And we got signed, and it was around 2003. 
when Napster was destroying everything. <laughs> and so we couldn't really play as Flipside Runner anymore. So we started going around as a band called Pimpin' Ain't Easy. And we were doing funk and hip-hop tunes as three white guys. And just being rude and obnoxious and uh, knocking people's drinks over and, and making out with the chicks, with their guys sitting there. I mean, we were, we were pretty wild. And I was the bad guy kind of bass player in the band and we would play like gin and juice or something. And after the song ends, I would be like, I'd lean into the mic and be like, I think that song glorifies drug addiction. And then my lead singer would be like, shut the frick up, you know, and the whole place would go crazy. And, or we play a song, you know, some sexual song. And I'd be like, I think that objectifies women. And everybody'd be like, shut up. So even then, there was like a wrestling element to it. And we would do kind of sketches and stuff. And then it just kind of led into, speaking of Joe Namath, there's an old quote from him is, when you catch yourself yawning on the football field, it's time to retire. And after playing, you know, eight years, nine years, and, and just doing almost the same jokes every night and the same songs every night and the same cities, you know, you'd see them over and over. You just keep going in circles. I I was in front of hundreds and thousands, or not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds, and then one night thousands of people, and I'd be in Atlanta one night yawning, and I'd be in Nashville one night yawning, and I was just like, you know what, I think, I think I'm done with this, you know, and it, 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 it kind of, you know, we had a lot of great stories, insane stories from the road, I, I, have, I think our band had better road stories than <laughs> anybody i've ever heard in my life but i just after a while you know you get to a certain age you're like i'm missing my kids yeah i'm driving all night long i'm uh, you know and 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 i started you know i was like at that point i was in my early 30s and i was like if i want to do wrestling which i think i would be good at because i won the state championship in judo and and uh i was a good wrestler in high school and i said i think i could do this and and wrestling especially in the beginning was just was just like gosh it was just like chewing into a fresh piece of grape bubblicious uh hubba bubba or something <laughs> just yep. so fun it scratched so many itches creatively uh, you could be funny you could be serious you could you could be physical you could interact with the crowd and uh it was unbelievable so wrestled for years and years and, and did a lot of crazy stuff and had a lot of funny moments and then and a lot of interesting moments and and and, and did a lot of things there and uh, about 2015 uh me and my tag team partner his name was luke walker he's a seven foot tall giant he's from chicago and he uh, was was kind of big from up there, and we were doing a TV show for Fox. It was a wrestling television show, and great. Yeah, by the time by the time we got in involved in, in directing and producing it, it was it was already a sinking ship, and that went away. And then we had no projects after all this time, and we were kind of we were like, oh, we'll do a podcast. So we were doing a <laughs> podcast, and that was cool. And but still, we were wanting to perform in front of people. And then we had an opportunity one day where. Um, this little twerp of a paranormal investigator came to Gatlinburg and he asked big Luke Walker, is there any place around here that's haunted? And they started talking and he was like, you know what? You should do a show. There's this cat in pigeon forge named, uh, funk master V he's great on television. Wears mink coats, has afros. He's just a you know funny guy. And then there's this other kid named Travis Graves 
So we all met, and we and the guy lied to us. He was with Charlatan, and he said, hey, I got a television deal in the bag. All we got to do is <laughs> film a couple TV shows. We're like, okay. And then we found out after about doing it twice, this guy had no idea how to make a television show. <laughs> this guy doesn't. His cameras suck. He, you know, we're, we're giving him advice. We actually have a lot more experience in television wow. than he had. And But the thing was, though, we were making these shows, and the paranormal evidence we were getting was insane. And the, and the stories we were telling were insane. And it was just like, this is good. And eventually, we weeded this guy out, um, and, the, and the story of the show was, he there, in the middle of Tennessee, up on a mountain, in the middle of nowhere, there's a place called the Rabbit Man Cabin, where there was this guy. This is actually documented. This isn't just lore. This isn't a documented thing. Uh, that this guy named uh, Sherwin was a hermit, and he loved rabbits. He had tons of rabbits. And all the people around town were like, he's turning into a rabbit, and his his facial features are <laughs> start, starting to turn into a rabbit. and He can control rabbits with his mind. And, you know, people were just making this guy a legend. Right. None of that was true, of course, because, you know. <laughs> but some kids went up there one day, and it was like either Halloween or something, and these kids went up there, and they started booting the, the rabbits. They were punting them off the mountain. Oh, man. And the guy came out and uh, killed the kids. He, he actually uh, took a railroad stake and drove one through the kid's heart into a tree. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And this cabin up there, this is before we met this guy. He was trying, he has this lust to be on television. He, he uh, took a bunch of people up there, and uh, they were investigating this place, and it went sideways, and everybody started getting, quote-unquote, demonically possessed or repressed or whatever, and they started to fight each other, fist fight each other. And Justin called his mom. He's a little twerpy, paranormal guy. I'm never going to make it off the mountain. I'm going to die, mommy. And, and he thought he was going to get killed that night. Right. And so we started this show. And, he, and then we were like, you know, we could pitch this three. You you hire three smart aleck pro wrestlers to protect you. And we'll, you, yeah. and you train us. And then we'll go back to this location. Well, eventually along the way, we're like, you suck. So we booted him to the side. And we decided <laughs> to take it over ourselves. And we... And at the last, on our first season of Wrestling with Ghosts, we go back to the place. And lo and behold, we had tons of experiences, a lot of laughs. We're all friends. We go back to Rabbit Man Cabin up there on the mountain. And, right. and freaking Luke, who's seven feet tall, and another guy starts going crazy, like they're being taken over. It's the oh, same wow. story, this guy. And you don't want a seven-foot giant wanting to throw you out of a window. No. Nope. And this guy never, you know, my friend Luke never had one freaking ill word to me uh, as friends and still hasn't. And but that weekend, uh, he's like, "I gotta get off this mountain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go crazy." And we had a wrestling match in Murphy, North Carolina, the next day. And normally we're talking about big legged women and food from Chicago and yep. blues music and rock and roll. And he was quiet the whole way down. And I kept looking over him. You all right there, tag team partner? You know, <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever been to Murphy. I doubt you ever have. But it's in the nope. middle of the Smoky Mountain. Or the Great Smoky Mountain National—it's a town in the just that's cut into the in, into the park, and there's nothing around. We found out later that there's a 90-mile stretch where there's not a gas station. It's open on the eastern seaboard wow. in the United States. It blows my mind, but like uh, because of Jesus or something, I don't even know. We we found a gas station, took credit cards uh, at one point, but there was not one gas. I thought I thought we were going to be sitting there with a bear or. a Native American come to kill us and 
yeah. in the middle of nowhere down there. It was nuts. But uh, anyway, he he was effective. It took him about t- affected. It took him about four days before he woke up and uh, and said, "Man, that was that was pretty." pretty wild so and from the get-go man this show we've been getting just crazy evidence and i think a lot of it had to do with our some of our philosophies with how to deal with spirits well you know it's it's very interesting because like one of the things that actually i'm i'm going to be at a conference uh coming up at and the end of our uh, month of may over in western pa it's a bigfoot camping weekend and one of the things we're going to be doing i'm going to be doing is a presentation before we go hiking in the woods looking for some sasquatch or I'm, I hope it's more Sasquatch than Dogman, but we, we'll go into that later. But it's about protecting yourself. And we did a couple of shows on, on, on the Inside the Goblin Universe main show about protecting yourself. Most people that – I've met a ton of people that are, quote, unquote, ghost hunting, right? Cut like you guys going in there. I don't think you may have been aware that before you go in there, you really should protect yourself. You really need to, you know – I mean, we sage, we do the holy water, and you know, we sage, we say prayers, uh, we sage everything. Our bodies, our bags, our, our our equipment. Then my buddy throws in the Our Father, and then he, he anoints me with the holy water, and of course I scream, it burns. <laughs> it burns, it burns! <laughs> He's like, stop! You know, but we do it, and we do it on the way out. Um, I think, you know, you guys are, are big, big guys, adults. You go into this situation because it's like, yeah, yeah whatever. It's a story. It's a, it's a wife's tale. It's a local legend, you know, whatever. Right. I'm um, right not on. expecting any of this crap, and that's the problem in this field. But now that you know, do you do anything before you go on, go out into some of these other places? You say, like, you guys have, like, I mean, I don't know how religious people are or whatever. Do you have a, like, you know, just put a bubble around you saying, look, we're protected. You can't come near us. You can't come with us. Um, you know, we're just here to interact with you. Well, I, I'll say this. I, I don't think we do, but I, I, this is what I, I know. I think we have a f- philosophy of how we investigate, and I think this is how we get a lot of evidence, is that we have a thing called the charge, and all we do is we charge up these rooms with human energy. We do comedy skits, or we, right. we act nuts, and, and we basically the, the, the way we do it is we flirt with the girls, we mess with the kids or we joke with the dudes and we get a lot of good we don't go in there like these tv guys screaming at the walls and when a coke can falls over they scream out and run out of the room or anything um you know and 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 pee the pants the yellow trail (laughs) out the door or whatever you know so i mean we don't do that kind of nutty stuff but the I, I say when we first started this, me and Luke thought we were going to have to do comedy bits. We're going to, it's going to be us in a damn abandoned room or stock, walking around a Confederate cemetery or something. Right. These, it's going to be boring as hell. But we started getting stuff immediately. And I think over time, our respect has escalated. Because uh, when we first came in here, we were like, what is it? You know, ghost going to follow me home? What's it going to do? Watch me take a dump? Oh, yeah, it it's gonna is. Watch me, <laughs> it's going to watch me play Nintendo Switch all day? I feel bad for it. Right. Um, you know, so it's like uh, I, I walk around with no pants on and no shirt. It's going to it's gonna freaking leave pretty quick, you know. But I think now we've there is a little bit more respect. But I, I, I've said this a couple, last couple interviews I did is that What's weird? Yes, I, I am a uh, 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 I'm a Christian. Um, I'm pretty. If you follow me on Facebook, I am lewd. I do pick on Christians because I think a lot of them are weak minded and and they deserve to get their ball busted. But I pick on atheists too. I pick on everybody. I'm always ball. I, I'm equal yeah, opportunity ball myself. Busting, I just, yep. 
Speaking of ball busting, I just uploaded a video this week. It's a wrestling promo where we shock up, uh, we we hook up a ball zapper to this guy and ask him <laughs> true false questions. And we're shocking his testicles. So I mean, nice. I say Christian. I say Christian. A lot of people be like, "Hey, you, what are you talking about?" But I I do believe and. I, the J man is is the ultimate boss. He's he's, yep. the, he's the ultimate Mac. So I, I follow what he says. I try to do right by people and and be true to my word and treat people with respect. And I think that's what he cares about. So that's what I do. But I also have fun along the way. So. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, what you just described with that episode of hooking the guys up to you know like shocking their their nuts and their balls. <laughs> I'm just thinking like I would just recreate the whole scene from like Three Kings. You know, yeah, <laughs> kind of like that, and maybe Reservoir <laughs> Dogs, like movie. you know, yeah, you know. Well, it, what was really good is if you ever seen the people go out and watch South Park Red Sled Down, where they put where it's the same scene from Three Kings, but except it's Santa Claus there, and the the Iraqi guy's going to put the car battery on Santa's jingle bells. It is out of this world, freaking <laughs> awesome. But um, I was just one of those moments, like, you know, like asking the guy a question, like, "What would Jesus do? He'd chuck your nuts, <laughs> you know? It'd just, it'd just be right at it. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm, I'm, in, I'm with you all the way. Just if you need an extra, yeah. you know, I can get out of my, you know, my husband and and dad duties. I'm more than happy to come down and <laughs> you know, join along. Because um, you know what, yeah. this life, this life is, is so serious to begin with, and as of late that you need to start having some kind of fun moments, fun within reason, not like, you know, like booting rabbits, um, like those idiots, you know, we're doing. <laughs> right. We don't you know, need to hurt Anna. I don't know. You want to get another beer? No, just let's punt that rabbit, you know. Um, but yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. Now that, you know, when you come in there to, like, you're probably like superstars in, in like, the, 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 the land beyond, you know, the go realm. Oh, they're here. They're here. Get, 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 get good seats. Well, that's, you know, that's weird. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what weird that you mentioned that because what has happened, I was on before, before about an hour before I was on your show, I was on a guy I, and I won't say who he is, but he's a real big deal in paranormal radio. And I thought, and it was like, this guy's just unbelievably. I can't believe I, I got on this guy's show. He just was unbelievable. And he, and he asked almost the same kind of question. Right. And he, he said, you know, it, it, there's a, there was a thing that's, that's happened. And uh, where this is kind of, we're still who we are, but it kind of turned the corner at some point. And uh, so the first investigation that we do is in Virginia called the House of Gore. Right. I asked them if they invented the internet there, but they didn't get it. So anyway, um, (laughs) so this House of Gore is actually the name it's not something like they're trying to be cheesy, scary. It's the, the, the names of the gore. So we're up there in a Confederate graveyard, and we're sitting there just being ourselves, butt nuts. We're saying, here, come here, come here. And, you know, where's my, I got a milk bone for you. <laughs> well, we, we listen on the EVP, and this is when we, we're, we, know, we, we think we're not going to get anything. We hear these just loud ass, <laughs> these things. Really? Mad. Yes. And we're oh my god! So we go to the barn to tell these people. As soon as I walk in, they're listening to like this little computer program. It's like a spirit box. Right. As soon as I walk in, it goes, "Oh, we know Gretchen. Gretchen's my daughter's name." So then the wow. East Coast part of me comes up, like, "Okay, mother F is what the okay? Yep. What you what you, what you, what you, you talking about? My kid? You, you, you want to fuck talk about my kid? Yeah. So <laughs> so gloves come what's off. Happened, what's happened over time 
is now when we go places, they know who we are. I, I have, and this is on our TV show. I'm not kidding. Wrestling with ghosts, we have the, the freaking things through different devices or out of EVP. They'll sit there and go, oh, it's Funkmaster. Ghosts yeah. are calling me Funkmaster. There you go. What? I'm telling you, you're a legend. You got to get a good agent out there. <laughs> I got to get. Got to be a couple agent. of good dead, dead, dead you know, like agents out there. <laughs> yeah, I'll go through the obituaries. Yeah, you know, like, who's a good agent back then? <laughs> yeah, but it, we now, like I now, people are occasionally calling us because we have this program, and they've seen us and they trust us. People are calling us to see if if they'll come help them with certain situations and houses, and a lot of times, more often than not there'll be things where they will make clear that they know who I am or they'll know who Luke is. And, uh, they'll, the, the people will have dreams when we leave and they're like, these entities came up and they said, never let those guys back in. <laughs> and I don't know like if, why, how we are soldiers of light. I mean, I go home and play Nintendo switch and fart. I don't, you know, I don't know why these things that are in the other side of the world are like, Oh my God! It's these get these but, guys out of here. It's it's yeah. you know uh, just not to cut you off, but it's like when you start joking around and 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 ramping up that energy. Jokes are yeah. fun. It's happiness, and yeah. and and it's 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 actually fun. And there and some of the rudest jokes in the planet are even better than that. Um, so you know when you have this world that that you know they want to create a cesspool of crap, you know, with all yeah. the demon stuff, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, the evil, you know, the bad guys. They can't. They can't do that when you're. You know, people are laughing and having a good time because when you, it, your energy ramps up, you're. You, you know, all that stuff that people have been talking about about um, vibration. You want to elevate your vibration. Jesus was elevated. Buddha. You know, so and so. Um, that's why they're they're so powerful uh, spirits. Um, when you elevate your, you know, when you start laughing, you're happy. You don't think about the bad stuff. You, you know, that's, that's why we go to comedy clubs. It's like, wow, I just got fired from my job. Let's go to a comedy club because I need a couple of drinks and a laugh. Yeah. Um, and when you yeah. bring that in there, they can't, they're like, you, you don't bring those guys back because then we can't do what we want to do. I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to bring them back. I, I think that's a, that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. I think. And, and I think, um, subconsciously or maybe indirectly that's where we were coming from with it because when you we when you watch these paranormal tv shows you got guys in here and, and we know because we actually signed television contracts uh, a few of them and they want you scared and they want it good versus evil I mean, just because it's dead or it's a it's a thing we don't understand or it's a time traveler or if it's a creature we can't perceive or if it's angels or demons or dead bodies or Time travelers, aliens, whatever, uh, whatever, people going from one dimension to the other, whatever these things are, they, it doesn't have to be good versus evil. And even though these now the television networks will make it good versus evil. So when we go into a place, you know, like, why sit around and be so macabre and be like, well, how did you die? And what do you mean? What about, hey, when's the last time you saw a good pair of hoo-hahs? You know, what <laughs> You know, it's like, check this girl's rear end out here. That's why we brought, we brought her for you, fellas. <laughs> and, you know, we live in the day and age where people can't joke. People can't have comedy. None of this stuff is serious. So, but when you sit there and you're, you, you joke and everybody's so offended. And, and, and I think that's dangerous for society. But I think, uh, you know, you bring that to them. I mean, those guys, if, if, they, if these are actual beings that are trapped and they can't get to heaven or hell or purgatory or anything... Man, they're bored as hell. 
do something. Oh, yeah. If you're a par- if you're a paranormal team, man, play a game with them, or or, or that's what we start to do. We actually start playing games with these. Say, hey, you know, hey, you want to play a game? You know, you want to have some fun? <laughs> and dominoes, you know, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's only that's only if we go to jamaica uh, yeah but, exactly but but uh you know hey you know we'll we play we went to a place uh, in ohio uh last a couple weeks ago and it's actually the number one rated haunted place in ohio which we, we were kind of disappointed we got some good stuff but right there's a couple places in tennessee that just not would knock that on its ear but we went to post town um and we played hide and seek with the kids and that ended up being weird like, hey, who wants to play hide and seek? You know, it's a big school. Yep. And uh, that got crazy, man. I mean, that was a that was a really good idea that we had. So um, sometimes we pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> a lot of times we make a lot of mistakes, but um, but you know, it. it I, I think it's just a fresh way to look at it. I, th- I think this whole yelling at the. Uh, I think you got a generation of people who are amateur. We're all amateur. Let's just put that. We were all amateur ghost hunters or paranormal investigators, but because nobody knows what we're really doing, nobody's an expert in this field. But um, we're all just guessing. We're all, all we we're like security guards. We just observe and report. This happened at this point. We don't know what that was or why it happened, but this happened. Yeah. And uh, we have a little segue and we chew gum and we got a little you know security guard shirt that's too tight. You know that's basically all we do. So. <laughs> That's all we do, every every one of us. But that's that's the thing is, I think we gotta we just gotta realize, you know, you don't yell at these things, you don't try to provoke them. If there are bad spirits there, then there's certain ways to deal with them. But I mean, the it, you know, I've never heard of a spirit killing a guy, so there's no really reason to to free, get freaky. I mean, they'll knock over a soda can, they'll make the light bulb flicker. Oh my God! Oh no! Yeah. Make the light bulb flicker. I mean, the, the, there are some some of them. You know, we've had plenty of discussions where you know, if you were an SOB in this lifetime, and you think you're going to be wonderful in the other lifetime, no, you're an SOB. You're you're a piece of yep. crap. You're a piece of crap. If you're an angel. You're an angel. Then there's the in between. Um, most of the snowflake generation that it's not going to have a clue where the fuck they are at this point. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I'm dead? Is there any Wi-Fi here? Oh, God, dude, where's my phone? You know, so they're going to freak out. But, you know, um, you're right. There are no experts. Um, There are people, and it is a guessing game. I try to, you know, I I come a little bit from a science background, you know. I'm not, like, rigid like some of the scientists. Nope, one plus one is two, and that's it. No, um, I think inside and outside the box because I think you have to. And when you, you know, when you're doing these, these investigations, you're playing with the kids, you probably just gave that, that kid who may have been there since 1840 uh, some fun for a few minutes and like, wow, yeah, I want to get back there. And then, w- again, what I said earlier where, where they, these spirits are coming to the residents and homes, don't bring those guys back here because they don't – you're creating a problem for them. It probably creates a problem for them on the other side as well. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's interesting too. Yeah, you know they – they, they could get fired from their job. Well, it's not even fired for the job. Like, you know, if someone's laughing, they I, I thoroughly believe they lose some kind of the, the power or the control or the, uh, you know, that o- ominous presence they have that were scaring those kids initially, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but, I, I mean, I think it's great. I was like, look at these hoo-ahs. <laughs> it's like, it's a great approach. I, I'm, I'm tired of these, these paranormal shows where you have, like, uh, I'm going to mention his name, Zach. Um, and he's threatening people, and they're challenging people, and you know, I, I, 
someone asked me like like well if if you know if you were a ghost and you know when you die and you become a ghost you know you're going to communicate and i said you know i'll try to communicate but if any one of you motherfuckers wants me to turn the light on and off again i'm going to eventually throw that light at your head <laughs> you know like like well, the other, turn it on if again you, if you ever watch these things they people don't listen do you want us to leave then they knock on the wall yep do you really want us to leave well i just said yes get yeah. the hell out I'm just forget about it. I'm going to go in the other room. I, well, you know, Zach Baggins is different because Zach is this is this is the problem where the imitators are the problem. Zach Baggins is in charge of the best comedy on television. You got a guy with a too tight shirt who's a complete douchebag who tries to do serious stuff. It's a great comedy. He's his arms are gigantic. His t-shirt's too tight, and he's in there going, "Yo." You know, he's the kind of guy that would be like, I really like meat sandwiches. Yep. You know, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. My brother-in-law's got a garage and I may work for him one day. But right now I'm just really into like modeling and like <laughs> butt modeling. I mean, that you just that's that's who this guy is. So the comedy just comes from him going, is there anybody in here? You, I hear the guy in here likes picking on women. And if you want to, you can pick on me. You want to pick on me? Then you hear like a scratch on the wall or, or a soda bottle falls over. Get out of here. Get out. I mean, the, and if there is a ghost, they have to be laughing their butts off on the other oh, side. Yeah. So, okay, Zach Baggins will give him a pass because he's the originator of that craziness and he's funny. That stuff's funny. Oh, it, the problem is yeah. when you got a million other people who watch Ghost Adventure just because it is entertaining and they think that's what they're supposed to do. That's one guy. That's one show. That's not even real. That's just a television show. You don't go into somebody. I, one guy called me one time, drive out in the middle of Tennessee, a coffee table flipped up over, uh, you know, there's rocks being thrown all over the house. It was nuts. It was a crazy scene. It was one of the craziest nights right. of my life. This guy, he's a pro wrestler. He's actually a guy. <laughs> he's actually a guy on The Walking Dead. I'm an actor too. He's a guy. He's on The Walking Dead as a savior, one wow. of Egan's soldiers. He calls me over, and then I'm like, "All right, let's let's." And he, he's always a religious guy. He's one of these guys who puts like uh, Bible verses on his Facebook wall. We're over there. <laughs> he starts acting like Zach Baggins. Who's here? You want to come out? You do it. And I, I'm like, no, what are you doing? Do There's that. kids over in the freaking sectional, like holding each other. Literally, I'm not even joking. They're scared, like, crying, urine falling down their legs. Mom. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, this this guy, this guy from television, screaming at the ghost. And I'm like, ah, chill out. And and it was a weird scene. And I tell you, one of the weirdest things ever. And I've had people go, well, that's not real, dude. We, I, the guy who was there got a phone call from the number six six six. And when he answered wow. the phone, uh, with all this craziness going on, rocks being thrown out of the planters, the, the coffee table flipped upside down, when he picked up the phone, he could hear his own kids crying on the other end. I'm not kidding. Wow. And I, I have tried to replicate. I know I'm, I'm smart enough to realize that that could be an easy prank, but I've never been able to replicate 666 from one of these folk, uh, the fake uh, phone scammer things. You know, you can call your, you can prank call yep. your friends and stuff. Yeah. You can't make it a three-digit number. I, I still can't figure out how that happened. Well, and it's not. And I went through the guy's phone. It's not like he saved a contact as six 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 because you know I, I looked right. at that like, well maybe you know this is his friend and he just nope it wasn't that at all. It was wacky. 
and that's when you start going, okay, that probably was, was some sort of gimmick, but still it, that was pretty nutty in the context of everything else happening. That, yeah. that 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 would you know he, when you mentioned your daughter and stuff and like oh we know you know and then you, they got you on your they got you because they know what yeah. it is um, yeah you know it, it's it's interesting because you have a daughter and I don't know how young she is but um, my daughters have have had very very hard times uh, uh, with um, with spirits and and they see things that. My wife just doesn't see because she's just, I guess she's just too tough for it. But um, kids are like beacons, especially girls, because they, they have the ability, they have abilities. They, they, they use certain abilities and they're more, I'm going to use the term psychic. Um, they're more open in their brains and they are experiencing these things and they are meeting people and they are seeing what they're seeing. And it's scary as hell because just think about it. I was trying to explain to somebody like, why does this happen? which they asked me, I said, just picture you died, right? And you went from like whatever light was in the room, you know, even beeping and whatever to just pitch black. You missed the boat to go to heaven. You missed that white, like that, go to the light, Carolyn. You know, it mm -hmm. wasn't there. You're stuck. So what happens is when you get these kids that are like psychic or, or growing up, especially if they get old enough, when they start going through their, their changes and their, their cycles, um, on the girls, it's like it's like having a freaking lighthouse in the middle of the ocean. Bing, light goes on. I'm like, oh, I'm going to that, and they go towards. Mm -hmm. That's how they get all these things to come in here. I'm sure that whatever they said to you about knowing, they visited. They've gone to that light, being where they, you know, if that's their realm, that dark realm where they want to be in. But um, you know what? I think they also know better to mess with certain individuals, and I think. You guys put a, a little bit of a, a of, of a scare in them, and they were trying to get back at you for whatever. But we got a—I mean, we have a little—I uh, don't know. There's a little bit of a swagger to us, you know. I mean, it, you just gotta. And we—you said something earlier that I wanted to talk about, and it reminded me of this too. It's—it's it's, sure. it, talking about the generations. And before the show started, we were talking about politics and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we we uh, when I was in high school, I wasn't an alpha male. Uh, and because society has gotten so weird and weak, I'm like one of the biggest alpha males there are now because the other ones are either in jail, like the real alpha males, or they're just, <laughs> they, they flamed out. But most of these guys now are just weak and they don't work on cars and they're, they, they're too sensitive or they're just too, they, they just mumbly mamby pam, mamby pamby and they just don't. You know, they don't take a stand for anything. They don't, they don't, they let, you know, they let people run over them and stuff. And it's just, I see all these people and they're like, they, they get attacked, these women, they make the women work hard and they just stay at home and they either trap or uh, play video games all day or they live in their parents' basement. It's weird. It's like, you know, now I'm an alpha male when 20 something years ago I was not. And, um, that was, you know, I've always done my own thing and I've always danced to my own drummer. But I, I think, you know, and, and, and a lot of it's maturity, you know, you learn how to be a man and stuff. And I think a lot of people are, are missing out on that. And I think for some reason now being a man is looked down upon in parts of society. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, because because let's just be fair for a second. Men have been a-holes for a long time. 
and, and we deserve some of that. But there are good men and there are good qualities about the sex that need to be perpetrated and, and taught. Uh, get rid of the toxic masculinity. Keep what's good. But just because you're a man doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In fact, if we're really honest and if we get in little tiny circles and, and you get all these people and women included, they'll, they'll admit things are better. If there's a good man around, things are better. There seems to be less chaos. And, and, and so, yeah, when, you, when you're talking to the other side, uh, I, I think they're probably dealing with less and less men. So you're going to be yeah. recognized, I think, you know, and That's- especially if you're somebody trying to help people and help children and help women it would because they're scared because of you know they're they're easily uh scared because paranormal stuff can be scary uh if you're trying to help and protect they're gonna they're gonna get get bent out of shape yeah i mean you know i i echo everything you've just said and the fact of the matter is um i i took offense when uh, uh gillette started that that stupid commercial they put out there oh right. boys will be boys yeah, boys will be be boys. It's it's part of nature, whether you like it or not. Um, there are certain animals or, or, or groups of, in nature where the female is is stronger. I mean, look at the spiders and stuff. And like, right. okay, have sex with me. Now you're dead. Click. You know, right. Don, it's a one-time dating deal. You know, speed dating. Um, <laughs> but in general, it's not to be. It's it's not a sexist thing. It's just, I think, the stronger man, the stronger person. Um, and it's not to discredit women, mind you, too, because my wife's super strong. Um, there, you know, she she says what she says, and she doesn't mince words. No talking behind your back. You know, she'll tell you, like, uh, you know, if they have an, uh, an issue. But you need somebody that's going to step up to the plate, take responsibility, and be a man in situations like that. Like, let's see what we can fix. Uh, no one, no one. It's time to give up. But give mm-hmm. it, give it like twelve, thirteen goes before you say, you know what? I've tried it. Let's go now. Now let's call the plumber in, you know, or or whatever, you know, as an example. Um, and there are some of these toxic people out there. These are the people that are causing those problems on the other side. These are the the a holes that are are a holes in death as well as in life. Um, but I, th- I think they come up, they see you, and you're like, okay, this guy's not going to take any crap from me. Um, yeah, I don't want them here. And, and then they see uh, what's his name, you know the seven foot gentleman with you and they're like yeah this is going to be bad you know it's it's funny i'm a big boy i'm six foot one and i'm i'm well overweight um and the guy that founded our group uh bronxville paranormal al is about he's about six foot one six foot two maybe and he was he's a big boy it's really interesting how you know we just gelled when we met we met at a, like a, a one of those chance it was a bet I got a bet at work from this, this, this wonderful girl that was at work that said, I bet you won't go to one of these paranormal meetups. So I went to one, right? I went to one in Yonkers. And it was like the X-Files. It was like, it's like being in one of those X-File meetings. Um, but it was good because this, this, this group happened to get some really famous people to come in in a classroom. So I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. But that's where I met my, you know, Al, my buddy, and, and my partner in, in the paranormal. And when we go into a place... We, we did an investigation up in Pine Bush, New York. And we walked in and we, and we went our separate ways, but we always got each other's back. And we both came back and we said the same thing. Something was there, but something that was, was deathly afraid of us coming into that place and it was running away from us. 
It's mm. kind of like when you have a dog and you know, you're trying to train your dog, sit, sit, sit. But when, when the dog owner, you know, when a dog trainer comes in, who's become an alpha, he's an alpha. The dog sends mm-hmm. that crap off the bat. Mm-hmm. And when he says sit, that dog sits because he knows mm-hmm. what's coming if it doesn't. So when right. you guys now come in and yeah, you know what? You don't have to be the, the that, that crazy alpha guy, you know, growing up. You, you're doing it right, you know, when you have your kids and you have to be the alpha at that point, you know. There's mama bears and there's alpha bears, <laughs> daddy dear bears. But, yeah, well, that's that's a great point, man. I mean, I think, um, and that's that's a thing. It's a, it's it's attributing. See, that's see, we're getting into some good stuff here. You know, I thought when me and you first start talking, we're just going to be ridiculous and, and talk about silly <laughs> stuff. But we can talk whatever uh, you want. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I literally no, this is good. I think this is good. I think I think what you you, you tap it into, I think something that people don't talk about is because of this. See, I, it's a dual-edged sword for me because I'm an entertainer. I want to make television shows. So I'm making Wrestling with Ghosts. We have a paranormal network called Aside Paranormal. I think that's important, and I think it's a good way to get the message out there because a lot of people were, you know, believed in ghosts, and they felt like they were alone because everybody was either ultra-religious or very pragmatic or very scientifically-minded and be like, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're weak-minded, you're, you know, you're having a psychotic fit. It's good to have paranormal TV shows because it lets people who have these experiences not feel like an idiot. It's kind of like having a homosexual superhero. You know, you let yeah. uh, homosexuals have, yeah, we got somebody. Or having an African-American superhero. Everybody gets somebody to cheer for and to identify with, you know. And having girls, you know, Captain Marvel, uh, you know, having a girl-led thing and just, you know, being like, oh, man, this is awesome. So everybody gets to, to feel a little bit better about themselves. And I'm all for all of that. And so, but the thing about the paranormal TV, which has gotten crappy, and this is why I'm rallying, and this is why Luke and Travis and everybody's rallying against uh, cable television, is because they keep perpetrating good versus evil in these shows. There's evil out. This is evil. This is an evil thing. There's children that die. Children died here. There was this. Everything's bad, and it's because it's sexy. People like that kind of drama. Oh my God, good versus evil. But the truth is, if you want to be a real paranormal investigator it's like what you said you went up there uh, you know yonkers and you went up north uh, upstate well those things were afraid of you because you were big old dudes well <laughs> let's look at that for a second you know they got their own personalities just because they're hobgoblins or weird things in the night or things we can't perceive or stuck spirits or demons or angels or whoever knows what they are whatever they are they have their own personalities too and they're just like everybody else. People say, hey, there's good black people, there's good white people, there's bad white people, there's bad black people, there's good Muslims, there's bad Muslims, there's good Christians, there's bad, good homosexuals, bad homosexuals. You go all across the board. So when you go on the other side, you're going to have people who are good, bad, meek, braggadocious, asshole, want to be a prankster, uh, want to create chaos, want to create love. And it's, it's, all that's going to exist on the other side. If there are entities on the other side, they're going to have the same uh, varied uh, personalities. And I think I, you brought up indirectly just a great thought is just when we go and investigate, let's, it's not just innocent little girls that were raped versus dark, evil men. On the other side, there's probably guys who are like, damn, I missed my Sega Genesis. You know, and they, they, there's yeah. probably a loser that wanted to, all he ever wanted to do is eat. Papa John's Pizza and play uh, video games in his mom's basement. Well, how are you going to, 
if it's not good versus evil, if it's just the most mundane and he's there, how are you going to communicate and get uh, some information from him and document paranormal evidence from him? You got to sit there. It's like, well, this is one thing we did. So we're on a freaking uh, bridge uh, and Luke is there. And for some reason, Luke gets some weird hats occasionally. He has magnificent hair. He doesn't need these stupid hats, but he had like a little <laughs> kangol on his head with a freaking mining light. He looked like a damn dork from hell. And I'm sitting up there, and we're shooting the TV show. I'm like, take that damn thing off your head. You look ridiculous. And he goes, I like it. And I'm like, I don't care. It's bothering me. It's making me angry. And so I ask out loud, this kid, there was a kid that died on this bridge, and he died around 1994, I think, 1995. And uh, so... He jumped off this bridge head first. He was a dummy, uh, thought the water was a lot deeper than it was, and he died. And so I'm up here, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, if, if you're up here and you're a spirit, do you think my friend looks like a butt nut? Well, butt nut <laughs> is an old stupid term from the jerky boys talking about you, you know, the guys from Queens up there where you are. And so they were popular in the 90s. Yep. And so I say, he looks like a butt nut, don't he? And the only time I've ever heard that term was the Jerky Boys, the the old prank caller guys. I remember uh, guys. that. Yeah. Yep. And they're, they're from Saul Queens. Saul Rosenberg. Hi. It's Saul a, Rosenberg and Frank and Rizzo. And, I, I, went to, I went to a house and my shoes popped off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'll bring all my shoes and glasses there yes. so I can have Thank them. You. So <laughs> I use the term butt nut to describe my friend. Well, out of the blue, you hear this kid laugh. Out loud, yeah, like horse laugh. And my now, my cameraman is an atheist, and he doesn't believe in any of this crap. And what was great about that episode, he was like, "Okay, I heard that." So it's it was neat to have a guy who's a skeptic because yep. when you it, it validates, <laughs> it's not just a bunch of people going, "Oh, we're gonna have weird spirit time." It's when you hear a guy who doesn't believe in any of it go, "Okay, what the hell was that?" Well, that's genius. That's the best yeah. part of that is the best evidence out there because you yeah. just converted him. Yeah, and and, and and it's beautiful. Yeah, and it it tells people, "Oh, okay, this is real because we know this guy. He's never on." camera but he always he kind of got this voice he's an interesting character too he we don't work with him anymore but for uh, several episodes he he was a uh, secret service uh, no that's not right he was a he was a uh, private bodyguard for w and obama and politically speaking he had a lot of uh, interesting ideas about both those gentlemen and their families (laughs) but but uh and what's weird about him i don't know if you remember this but do you remember when Obama was attacked with anthrax? Like somebody mailed him anthrax? Yes. He was his, my cameraman, who was the, the security guard, was roommates with the guy who tried to kill Obama with anthrax. Get and, out of town! Uh, no, it was weird. And That's it was a lot crazy. of explaining you got to do. Yeah, he was my roommate. Did you tell him yeah, anything? I didn't tell weird. him shit. He's crazy. <laughs> and Jeremy uh, was an independent, but he's kind of more of a left-leaning independent. He's not a Democrat, and I wouldn't say he was a libertarian, but he he, but he was more of a sympathizer to Obama than a lot of right. independents are, but he wasn't a Obama nut, <laughs> and he didn't think he was the second coming of Jesus or anything. Uh, 
but he kind he liked Obama's personality, and he said Obama was really a cool guy. He said he actually walked around like Sherman Helsley from the Jeffersons, and then when he got out in front of the camera, it was heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. And then when he came back, he was like, "Yeah, I've, I've got the biggest yep. dick in the in the room." But <laughs> he it it was uh, it was interesting to, to have that kind of experience on the team and it was also you know this guy doesn't believe in god and, and stuff like that and so he's very uh obstinate towards a lot of these things in fact he always would tell us he goes you guys are so funny you guys should do sketch comedy and leave this paranormal stuff behind and i'm like well the paranormal stuff's fun and it's easy to make paranormal tv and i, I want to bridge that into what we're talking about 100 the reason I'm on the show is we're launching on May 10th, or I'm not sure when this will be heard, but on May 10th, we're launching a Psy Paranormal, and it's ASY. Now, it's $2.99 a month. You go to psyparanormal.com. You don't have to have any app. You can pull it up on tablets, phones, computers, or whatnot. And it's original programming that is real and hopefully scary, uh, some of it. And a lot of it is... Uh, Ghost paranormal stuff, ghost investigation stuff. Some of it's UFO. There's the UFO show with Amy Dumas, who's WWE's Lita. That's one of our shows that we we paid her to do. And there's uh, you know there's a like a haunted house uh, show that is a there's a haunted house out of Detroit called Hell Scream that that whole show is 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 kind of following the people, scaring people there, and the stories that happen there. And there's a ghost telling show like people just sit around and tell ghost stories and stuff. And the cool thing, all this stuff's great. You got, we got a ton of B movies. We got a puppet show where they go over ghost stories and wrestling with ghosts is a kind of funny, but an awesome, uh, if I do say so myself, paranormal show where we, (laughs) uh, combine humor, but we also, I, again, I just think we get the best paranormal evidence that I've ever seen of any show. So that's there. And alone in the dark, one guy goes in with one recorder and by himself in the scariest places on the planet and records himself. So there's some good stuff there. But the cool thing is, is if all your listeners or anybody out there who's independent movie makers, you can upload your content to this. And we can create a hub and a place where this genre can thrive again because I know I've had... uh, people from Hollywood, people from Canada, people from Hollywood again, think that the show that we ran was awesome. They run it up the cable television show. They go, this is fantastic. We win all sorts of contests and they come back and go, Hey, you know what? We're going to pass. And the reason is they don't want it. They don't want to take a chance. They don't want stuff. And they tell us three reasons. Number one, you're too funny. Number two, you're not afraid of the ghost. And number three, we need you to fake evidence. Well, we fired a guy for faking evidence. We don't believe in it. We were like, if, if you catch us or we're busted faking one thing, the whole freaking two-and-a-half-year series, you're going to think everything we've done is fake. Exactly. And, and so we, we don't have it. Now, it's crazy. We're pro wrestlers, and we, we, you know, we are – uh, children of artifice, you know, we are masters of the arcane, but when it comes to this, we're completely straight up and down because we know the gimmick is if, if 
you know, we can get caught up in the fake story of, the, of wrestling. Good guys, bad guys. We go in there, beat the crap out of each other, hit somebody over the head of the chair. The ref wasn't looking. Oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Yep. That's fun. It's a story. But this, you can tell stories, but you got you to gotta keep the evidence legit or, or the, you're just wasting your time. Who cares? You're going to be standing around in a, in a dark room for five minutes. I'm supposed to watch this, and you're going to fake evidence? Yeah, you know, it, it, one of the things I know when when I, I got introduced to you through you thank you um, <laughs> and I went to I went to the um, the website asyparanormal.com and I just started looking and I was like um, this is it, it's an amazing product you guys have here it's an amazing vehicle for anybody who's an independent to post their evidence um, I agree with you. Right. We, don't, we don't fake evidence. Anytime that we've ever done anything, we throw the raw footage up. We always throw the raw footage up. And then I'm the one that's actually going through all the footage to get the EVPs and, and some of the crazy stuff. And I miss some stuff. And then we have to review yeah. evidence. Now, we don't, we don't fake anything. If we had our own paranormal show, I'm going to be brutally honest. If we signed a contract and they gave us a paranormal show, so we're on TV, Travel Channel, whatever it is, I'm going to tell people straight up, the evidence we caught is real, but because we're dealing with television, there may not have been a camera there, a good camera there to catch that stuff. So there are going to be moments where I'm going to be running down a hallway like I did when the X, Y, and Z happened. Um, I wouldn't call that faking evidence as much, but I think if they explained it to people a little bit better, they'd get it. But the people you're talking about that are doing this, this stuff on the TV, they don't. I, I personally don't think they care whether they, they are, uh, come off as legit or not. They're going to do whatever they do for the almighty dollar. Um, Whereas yeah. you guys are putting it up there, and you're right. You fake evidence once. Somebody catches you faking evidence, you're done. And you're yeah, always going to have haters there, right? So you yeah. probably have people that you pissed off, you know, you know, like, I don't know, in <laughs> high school, whatever it was, and they're pissed off at you. Oh, these guys suck. Oh, and so they'll start a rumor or a page like, you know, you guys suck, dot com. And they're going to say things. Oh, they always fake everything. I, I've been there. I've seen it. You know, yeah. I, I got to be brutally honest in this day and age, and we're going to go back to what we had a little discussion about earlier. I don't trust most of the people that are out there that are speaking. I think there's a lot of mm -hmm. people that are just, they want to be recognized for their 15 minutes or more, and they don't realize that they'll do anything to do that. So I think with what That's you're true. doing, that fun aspect of wrestling with ghosts, with wrestlers, genius, by the way. I, Thank I, you. You know, honestly, brilliant idea because, you know, it encompasses what you do. You know, it's like it's like the old McDLT. I'm throwing my age out at you right there. Yeah, that hot size it stays hot, and the cold size it stays cold. But you know, it's still delicious. And um, you know, it's just it's just a great way of putting it out there. I I just love this stuff. I mean, I've got a ton of stuff that you know my group would have loved to be part of this. Well, yeah, you you still can. I mean, if anything, you can you can form. Whatever you've captured in the shows, you could you could do best ofs. You could do this is the best you know. For, we did this in 2014. Is the best we did in 2014. Or you can make episodic television. Anything you want. It's all about storytelling. It's all about creating that community. And on the site paranormal, which is asyparanormal.com, people can upload ghost stories. People can upload. Uh, vi real time videos of like you know tarot card readers doing tarot card gimmicks with people and and uh, 
you know, we want it to be a community. We're going to have an interactive map where anywhere that's haunted, any ghost story that you want, you put it on this map, people can find it. Because one of our other things that are so, one of our little facets about us that are so different from everybody else is we don't go to big places. Uh, going to Post Town was, was rare. We were invited to go and we wanted to go. Uh, but we like going to unknown places. We like going to places that nobody's ever heard of. That's exciting. Everybody's heard of Waverly and South Pittsburgh and yep. uh, Trans Allegheny and uh, Bobby Mackey's in Kentucky. And we've heard it. We've heard it. We've seen it. We need new places. And this is what this, as, as a, the, the part of these shows are, some of them are ghost uh, parents. Normal investigator, you know, ghost hunters. And so their shows, if we had an interactive map, you know, people would have different places to go to. And I'll tell you the God's honest truth, the most haunted city in the United States, from my money, is La Follette, Tennessee, which was a boom town around the 1900s, and then something went south, and it, 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 just, it just quit. And, you know, talking, this place is just rife with just insane stories of human debauchery and <laughs> just evil and just cr- yeah. for a small southern town the, this just listen to this story one one little story out of sure. out of la follette an italian man comes to la follette it's boomtown uh, railroad comes through there and i can't remember what industry it was and i hate that i, I can't at the moment but there was an industry there i don't know if it's coal or wood or copper or whatever something was big there i can't remember but it was big, big boom. So this Italian guy comes, and he's an Italian, and he, Italian-American, and he comes down there, and he's, he starts a couple of businesses downtown. Well, the, the boom booms, and then it starts to bust, and he's losing his, his, his businesses down there. So he goes to the community banks, and he's like, hey, you know, I, I can't afford to make a spicy meat. I'm Italian. I can make fun of my own. So anyway, <laughs> hey, I can't to make a pizza no more or whatever his business was. I don't even know. And they were like, nah, we're not going to loan to you. Which <laughs> Tennesseans to a foreigner, man, that's not far-fetched. Yep. <laughs> so the guy says, you can't treat people this way. I'm a member of the community. I'm an American now and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we're not going to loan you any money. Well, he said, you're going to pay for that. So then he calls some people from out of town if you catch my drift. And yeah, I know exactly uh, where most of those people some, come from now. Some, <laughs> that's right. They're, so they're not that far from south. me, actually. That, <laughs> so it would basically be me calling you is what happened. So you would come down, and then uh, Paisan, south of the border, Paisan, north of the border. So they stick dynamite in the basements of most of downtown because it's a small town it's not huge and they just blow the f out of this city and there was a lady who was doing her laundry on the top of like a seven-story building she got shot up hundreds of yards into the air uh and just Wow! Hits the hits the ground below. <laughs> hits the sidewalk. The building then falls on her. I mean, you're talking about wow! What a way to go! You're what a bad going, day! Huh? <laughs> Tiptoe through the tulips, yes. and boom! You're like, I'm flying. I'm I'm R. Kelly. Uh, what's <laughs> happening? And then you then you splat 
and then kerplunk on top of you. So there's tons of these stories. There's a hatchet house in a... And there's a there's a building that we can't even get into. It's like a it's like a southern plantation mansion. And there's the stories that come out of there are horrifying about black masses that can pick people up and drag them across the room and 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 just and then the the old Lafollette post office is where we became believers. And that's episode four of our show, Wrestling with Ghosts, season one, episode four. Big Luke, uh, you know, we we're talking about we don't run out of the buildings well luke's luke was a cop he's not just a pro wrestler he's a cop he punched a guy once boxing and stopped his heart i mean this guy's a tough dude he's undefeated in tough man contest sweet uh, you gotta have him around <laughs> yeah he's he's I, I ever since i became friends with him i got a little bit more braggadocious let's just <laughs> put it that way so he he uh it's like what are you going to do about it pal you know oh Never mind. So anyway, um, but there's an episode. Tons of stuff happens to Luke. What's funny is we have a bunch of girls there, which, hey, big-legged women and funk music. All I crave and a big-legged women's going to take me to my grave, baby. But anyway, we had a lot of women at the uh, at an investigation. It was kind of an open thing. And after about an hour, everybody left because it was so freaky, this place called the Olafala Post Office. And um, there was a lot of stuff going on, and they were targeting women because at one point that property was like a guy's only bar, like no women were allowed. So these guys, who were probably ugly when they were alive, were throwing crap at the women and, you know, uh, picking up pallets and throwing at them. And there was real poltergeist slamming doors, real poltergeist activity. And a lot of that was captured on our show. But at one point, I said, listen. I kind of Zach Baggins it up. I said, I'm sick of this. You're picking on women. It's ridiculous. So from now on, if you want to pick on somebody, pick on Luke. (laughs) Just pick on him. Not me, but him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, at that point, man, things started being thrown at him, slammed at him, uh, doors slamming behind him, big, loud kablams. And he gets gets – shook this guy has seen people die he saved people's lives he's he lives he's seen people car crashes shootouts and he said he was the most scared he ever was in that place in fact if you watch the episode there's four disembodied lukes and i mean we're walking along you just hear luke and you just tell you know people People would be like, oh, you just added that in the post edit oh, or whatever. No, 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 no. You can see it on everybody's faces. I mean, no, none of us are good, that good of actors. Where we're like, that just mother effing say Luke. And the last time it says Luke, he just, he breaks. He's like, I'm out. Because I, it says it's, it's four freaking yeah. times I'm out. It, it's, I, I, it's pretty unnerving when they start calling you by your name. You know? without Without the help of little spirit boxes or computer yep. programs. It's just out of the darkness, Luke. And there were, and see, this is the thing on that episode. We're all trying to dispunk it. Well, that, well, that was so-and-so. Well, that was so-and-so. One time I wasn't around there. Like, that was funk. Funk's tr- funk is funk masters joking with us. Well, I was tired. I went to the all night diner and got a cheeseburger and I came back. They were like, where were you? I was like, I was, I was getting, getting a, a damn cheeseburger, cheeseburger at the all night diner here in the middle of nowhere. Right. We're lucky to have that here. Yep. And they were like, oh, my God. So it, it's it's wild. So anybody out there listening to my man Brian's show here, man, 
aside paranormal, if you make monster movies, if you even if you do podcasts, that's something me and Brandon Bishop, who the, the guy that runs the network holistically, he's out of Colorado Springs. We want to have, and you even said this earlier, we can have pot. You know, we're going to have podcasts. Yeah. On the network, Definitely you can just do sit that. there and and just rock and roll uh, with it. I got about a hundred shows these, I can load up for you. <laughs> yeah, and that that would be. I mean, that's something we need to talk about here in a couple of weeks when we, we kind of get settled. But all this stuff is we want this to be a, a hub of entertainment for people who like scary TV and who like to make scary TV. And, and if yeah. I'm correct, it's two ninety nine, right? Two thousand ninety nine cents a month. Yeah, and like look at it this way, it's a it's a way for us if 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 you're not crazy about the content on there, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, but if you weren't, it's a way if you believe in scary stuff, you, you like horror movies, you like paranormal, it's a way to keep the genre alive. Uh because cable is killing it. I can tell you this, and and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, yep. but we have signed contracts out the ass the last 3 years and it's impeded our progress on this uh, program that we're doing today or this platform because we signed no, you know these talent holding agreements where we can't do anything for nine months or six months right. and it just slows us down and we're tired of it because it's it, we keep hearing the same stuff and if you look at what happened with travel channel again they liked us a lot and they passed and they went with uh, ghost bait which has abysmal ratings which is the thing where they they're trying to scare people with the paranormal which as a paranormal investigator there's no seminary or class or anything like that but we're not we don't sign a hippocratic oath but i think most of us are trying to help people and not scare people for television yeah, so i'm with you on I, that <laughs> i don't, it, it, i hear it's a terrible show i've never watched it it may be the best thing on television but it's got terrible ratings and they got Jack Osborne, who's Ozzy Osborne's kid, uh, doing a show. And, and they're just going to, instead of giving people a chance to have an actual, this is an actual paranormal team, they're going to keep going back with old ghost hunters that nobody even knew their name or old people from Ghost Adventures or Paranormal State. And they're going to combine them with some sort of celebrity from somewhere else. That's right. That's the future of, of paranormal television as we know it. You know, I mean, like um, my first and, and I got to give them credit because they really <laughs> did take it to that that level where the taps guys and, and initially it was great. Mm -hmm. But I, I got to be brutally honest. You never found anything on there. And. Being a paranormal investigator, there are nine times out of ten, you're not going to find something out there. Or you can find something and debunk it. Okay. Um, then they had the Ghost Adventures group with Zach. And that was initially really good. I, it was They were actually getting some good evidence with bricks flying and what have you, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, that that kind of became an ego boost. Like, you know, everybody's ego inflated and whatever happened, happened. I actually did like Jack Osborne's first show. Um, that he had, he, he broke it up with uh, uh, you know like, like pairs, couples, um, and I forgot who was with him, but she was smoking hot. So uh, why she was not brought back, I don't know. But um, but I think he, he he does things a lot differently than most other ghost hunters. Yeah, he's not a professional, and yes, I'm gonna say he's an entertainer, um, or he's in the business mm -hmm. and he knows the business. But I'm not. I I don't mind him that much. But I agree with you on the, some of these other programs. I mean, it's just like, you know, I got to be well, honest. I, what I really wanted to do, I, I would love to have been 
the person who was sitting in the room when they were pitching, and this is no disrespect to anybody because this is how my mind thinks, but when they were pitching the show, okay, so we're going to go into a, a we're going to go into a neighborhood where there's a haunted house. It's going to be at night. Of course, we're not going to have the lights on because apparently that's the only way you can investigate ghosts, which is not true. Right. And then we're going to that's, that's a TV right, thing. And then we're going to take three African American males <laughs> and have them go into the house in the middle of the night in the dark with flashlights. Who is the yeah. idiot that thought up that concept? Well, ghost I, I got to tell you, they. They, Ghost Brothers were the last group of guys uh, that that kind of lived that dream. And yes. here is the thing, and this is what, what I'm telling you. You know, I never really watched the Ghost Brothers, but you know, it's playing on the old stereotype that black folks don't like ghosts. So it's kind of got that underlying racist. But you know, it's always good to start off with you know, a racist it, concept. That whole but, thing was not a racist concept. The fact of the matter is, being given the way the public thinks these days, or whatever, to, to see. Uh, three African-American males or black males coming into a neighborhood in the middle of the night is just like, you're going to get these guys killed. <laughs> I mean, I think that was the mission. Like, okay, what happens if they get, you know, I'm sure someone went back to the board meeting and explained that to them. They said, well, as long as we get on video, it'll be fine. You know, that's the problem. Um, these guys were, those well, guys were I, good though. They, they literally, you know, it was, one of them was scared, typical, but they were straight up. They, they try to investigate well, it. They the, try to debunk it. it was, they were really good at what they did. But I just well, thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> well, they they were the last ones to, to kind of break through and, and get that brass ring. And here's the thing I want everybody to listen to. Now, I, I've never really watched the Ghost Brothers. My friend Luke, uh, the guy on the show, my tag team partner in Big Funky and all that stuff, he likes Ghost Brothers a lot. He, he likes that show. And, um, and, and, and I think they probably do, do a good job. I don't know. I've never watched it. And again, going back to Jack Osborne, I've never seen any of his paranormal stuff. He may be great. And actually, Portholes to Hell, the right show that he's got, that sounds interesting. But I, it's weird. I'm a wrestler. I don't watch wrestling on TV. Yep. I'm a ghost hunter that does a ghost hunter television show. I don't watch that. And I'm also a musician. I don't go see bands play live. So I'm kind of a weird <laughs> person that way. But... Uh, uh, I'm a Jets fan. Don't watch football. You know that's kind of how I am. So anyway, um, <laughs> there's obvious reasons for that. But Ghost Brothers is the last hope and the last chance that we had as anybody who's wanting to get on TV to have their own ghost show. And the problem with that is those guys got paid eight hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars an episode each. So you're talking yep. about six episodes with forty eight hundred bucks. You're gonna buy a a two thousand and seven Subaru, and you're on television. Are you kidding me? So the the point is this: even if you jump through the hoops and get a show, because we went through a lot of hoops and we almost got a show. They they actually got a show, and now they're on their third season. Kudos to them. But the point of the matter is this: they get eight hundred bucks an episode. Or they did at least for the first two seasons. So here's what I'm saying to you guys out there. There is no, there's no brass ring anymore for that. You can at least on our network share and do your stuff independently and it will be seen. And yeah, you can put your stuff on YouTube and you still can. You can still have it on our stuff and on YouTube. But when, you, when you're on YouTube, it's like throwing something up into the atmosphere. Everybody's throwing it. You can't get it found. 
this is like an acute, this is like a laser beam of attention from a, from a group of people who are wanting to see the stuff that you create. And that's the thing about a side paranormal I think is cool is, is TV, that dream. If you want to, if you're one of those people who want to have a TV show or some sort of paranormal thing, God, it's, you'd be easy. It'd be easier for you to be drafted by the NFL. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about and, it. You know, and, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what I loved about your platform. See, we were trying to just get independent people that never really had a voice or a vehicle for a voice on the original show that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teams that are, you know, we, we definitely talk to people, and we just don't want, you know, there's certain people there that have these egos that, that go along with these some of these big players, but they're nobodies. Um, I think we're all basically right. nobodies uh, in, in many right. ways. Um but with your program right there and what you're providing, and I'm, let me tell you some folks, just go to the go to the website because you, you're, there's there's like a ton of shows that I'd love to watch. Um, I also I'm a ghost hunter. I don't really watch any of that stuff anymore. Uh, very rarely. Uh, as a as a musician, I haven't gone to concerts in a while because of the fact that I have kids and they don't go to concerts um, just yet. Um, it's just you just don't do that. Um, you know, as a, it, it, it's, it's just something that is, I don't know, I don't know if it's played, it's, it's not an attitude or, or like I'm cooler than anybody else. It's just I don't do that. But what you have on there, I mean, the shows that you have, the lineup, it's genius. It's brilliant. And it's, it's, it's $2.99 a month. I mean, you can't even get anything at Starbucks for that. You know what you get? You know what you get for two ninety nine at Starbucks? You get to clean the <laughs> urinal. That's what you get. That's what you get. You get clean the, the yeah, clean the urinal, please. You get the urinal cake. Is yes. what you get. It's yes. Certain, yeah. Would you like a double mocha cafe uh, urinal cake? Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Um, and yeah. I'm just loving this. I mean, I'm seeing the Alone in the Dark. I'm seeing you know Sparkle Nation, which sounds interesting. Um, you know, when I first see when I really wanted to do as far as as a, a radio show because I did it up when I was at school. I went to UMass for a bit, and I I got on a couple of times with the radio there. I wanted to really do a morning drive time fun show that that does cover the, some of the paranormal stuff, but it covers the other stuff. I like to I like to tell jokes. I like to you know have fun. Matter of fact, it, I told my my wife already knows at my funeral. I'm giving out a T-shirt. Everybody gets a T-shirt at Brian's funeral. It says, I went to Brian's funeral, and all I got was a fucking T-shirt. Okay? <laughs> That's one. And then and then I decided, after seeing some of the caskets out there, I'm having mine painted like a NASCAR. I want sponsors. <laughs> I want, like, like, you know, Tide and McDonald's on that shit. And I want it out there. And then my kids even know. They're like, Dad, you're nuts. When you bury me in the ground, there's going to be an LCD screen and a pressure plate. So when you step there, I'm like, oh, oh, look who finally showed up, you know. And I'm going to more <laughs> farting or this is me. It's always been me. And you may think it's crude and rude, and it's it's not to be disrespectful, but I can make jokes at any moment in time. Um, as far as the Ghost Brothers thing, I just I, it, it just blew me away that they would do that. I was really fearing for their safety more so than anything else. That you know, the way some people were thinking, I'm like, you know, I can just picture hell on there's a couple of black people God, out there. It was so weird. I saw a picture today on Facebook where a, a black soldier from World War One was returning home. Okay, we send this guy off. We treat him like crap at this point in our history, and he goes and he fights the Germans, who are the evil incarnate, and 
half his friends probably got their heads blown off because we probably put those guys in terrible situations and he survives. Oh, thank God I'm going back home. And there's yeah. a photograph on Facebook. He's coming home and he's like five white dudes are trying to, they're like pulling him out of a truck to lynch him. And he's, and he's in his uniform. It's like it's, it's the logic that takes place. Uh, the lack of logic that takes place in society is just unfathomable. That's it's heartbreaking. I, I can't even imagine what yes. was going through that guy's head. It's like I, I went and fought for you, bunch of crackers, and you, yep, you're about to fucking string me up or whatever, beat the crap out of me. It just doesn't even make sense. And the guy's like a freaking. He was a corporal or a sergeant or something. I don't. I'm not an expert in that, but he had several stripes. So I mean, it's not like he was just a flunky right. too. He he went over there and did something. So. You know, it, it's it's again, it's part of those things. See, I'm I'm a I'm a northerner, but I'm a history kind of guy. I have I have family down south, and it's not a black, white, pink, blue, or anything. Every, everybody's equal. When I literally, mm-hmm. when my friends that they they literally forced me to go to an open mic, in a Chinese restaurant up at Uni- University of Massachusetts, um, because they were just <laughs> like they were like you're too funny, and my friends encompassed everybody with. There was a couple of uh, gay people and, and Asians and, and black and white and Latino and everybody was there. I offended everybody. The, the manager came out, shut the shut the mic off, and he goes, "You're done. You're bad for business." And I said, <laughs> "And now, I wasn't even. I, I just I said, Wang, I just got started. Okay, so basically, I had to leave. But it, it's like." People have to stop being so sensitive and offended by everything that's out there because we're demeaning the the, the real problems. The problem is not the Civil War that's statues. A, that's a great that's a great point. I mean, when you complain about something inconsequential, you're taking away the eyes and the attention away from something that's actual real. That's a problem. Uh, and, and like you said, you know. Okay, Civil War monuments. I don't care. You blow them up, keep them up. I don't care. But the problem is, the thing that bothers me, and listen, this is to anybody out there. The thing that bothers me is, is we are in America. We got to accept everything, warts and all. Or we're, yep. and if we tear down these monuments, we're going to forget that things kind of sucked for that's a lot the, of people. That's for key. a lot. And and and, and we're going to repeat the mistakes if we tear down these monuments. If you're a black man or a black woman or whatever, and you you take your kids to go look at these monuments, you can teach this is how America was. It wasn't like this. It wasn't always – because, listen, black folks have achieved so much in this country. Look at – they were the – one black person was an American president, leader of the free world, the top guy. Yep. Okay. That's an amazing accomplishment from where that race came from. And that needs to be celebrated. Now, if we short, if we tear down these monuments and get rid of the history, then all of a sudden the accomplishments aren't as, as impressive as they actually are. You know what? Because, yes, there's a lot of people that want to be slack, John, say black folks do this, black folks do that. Man, look, I'm a ta- I own a taxi cab company. I have driven... Whack a flack of flame. I have driven <laughs> Oscar winners. I have driven Cake Boss. Yep. You go down the list, and I've I've gone to homeless people, people that make six digits a year. Heck, Jeff uh, Johnny Wright, who uh, started uh, In Sync, he was in my cab two months ago. Um, 
he's managed Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, in sync the rock cool. band. So, I mean, this is what I see. And I also see every other, all the regular people and people who have a lot of money and people who don't and crackheads and homeless people. Yep. And I can tell you, everybody, everybody is the same. And that's why I ran for office is because I could see it. I would go into the hood where white cab drivers would not want to go. And I would pick up the sweetest women. And I'm like, honey, why do you live here? And they're like, well, it's home. That's where I want to live. Yep. And it's like, this is a bad part of town. And then you pick somebody else up, and they're great. And you pick somebody else up, and they're great. And you're like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be a crap part of town. All these people are freaking salt of the earth. Yeah, you know, you, know, so you have a, you have people, a couple of... You have a couple of gang. You just have a couple of gangbangers on a street, and it ruins everybody's opinion about a whole freaking community. And it's not fair, you know. And and that was the point. What I was saying, like I got really upset with them taking down the these monuments and 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 all over. And I, I can I can honestly tell you straight up, people, that you need the monuments there, and it's not to praise. Uh, right. uh, slavery what it is is it, it is acting as a reminder let's not go down yeah. this path again let's kind of yep. talk together because i'll tell you something right now whether you like it or not and whether you believe it or not there were millions of people killed by the nazis world war ii a lot of them yep. were jews okay 99.999 percent of those people are now dead we're, we're, we only have a few of these these people from this generation still alive, some of which still have the concentration camps uh, numbers on their arms. And right on. I've seen several posts recently. Oh, that's all photoshopped. That is that's sick. ridiculous. Yeah. If you that's get ridiculous. rid of these, if you get rid of these monuments, if you get rid of these statues, if we stop talking, which we have stopped talking, and you know, no one can talk Amen. to anybody anymore. We are losing. Amen. Every civilization is gone as you know it, and I'll tell you the truth. There was a couple of comments recently, and I mean to swing into the political side of it, but there was a couple of comments about how the Democrats should act. They should be more center, otherwise, you know, to stop Trump. And um, when I ran for office, and I did run for office, by the way, for president, uh, first year, Obama was running, uh, only on two states I got, so I um, got a couple of votes. Um, I, my motto is, why are you supporting a party that you're invited to that, that uh, sorry, why are you supporting a party that you're paying the bill for but not invited to? These parties, people, do not give a damn about you. They give a nope. damn about the party. As Americans, whether the person is a communist, Republican, um, um, a libertarian, independent, whatever, if their plan is actually benefits you and makes your life a better place and gives you opportunity and you know i'm talking about growth opportunity not government assistance all the time where you can actually work and and, and become an american in that american dream that's what you should be voting for you shouldn't be voting just because the party's voting that way and i know way too many people that vote parties if hitler was a democrat i know about 15 different jews that would have voted for him because he's a democrat and that's messed up. You vote for who you need to vote for because it's to benefit you. It's to look after you. And this is why we have problems with, you know, I know you ran and I, I want to discuss that with you as well. But we have people that are in office in the state of New York and I'm going to run. I'm, I'll announce it right now. I am running for Chuck Schumer's seat in the state of New York if I'm still living in this state. Okay, because this is a man who... who without hesitation admitted to the fact he never read the health care act but he signed it and he never read the patriot act but he signed it 
that's not representation. That's that's that that's asinine. You, you're not doing anything to help me out. But you need to you need to read these documents. That's why we put you in office. You're supposed to read them and understand them, and you know stop this type of stuff that violates our rights. These people just signing away stuff. They're taking money from you, and they're putting it in their pocket, and. They distract everybody with all this crap, just like, you know, these shows try to distract us. You know, some of these bad ghost hunting shows of good and evil, you were saying, you know, they're distracting you. They're dividing this nation between um, firearm, you know, Second Amendment people, non-Second Amendment people, abortion, no abortion, uh, black, white, pink, blue, gay, not gay, bisexual, you name it, they're dividing it. But what I did find recently is a lot of people are waking up from this spell that's been put on by whatever whoever it is and they're realizing no we're not going to be doing this anymore enough's enough stop taking things so damn seriously people just it um, I, it frustrates the hell out of me because we're we're going to lose this country on stupidity sorry that was my well rant. well it's it's a good rant and i think you're right on the money with all that i mean i you know and where i stand politically i mean you should be able to live the life that you want to live freely. If you're not going to hurt anybody else, if, if your actions do not neglect somebody you're responsible for or harm or potentially harm somebody, you should do whatever you want to do. And that's, that's scary because that's freedom. And, yep. and, and a lot of people don't like the Libertarian Party because they're afraid of freedom and they're afraid of what that means and they're afraid of what true freedom means and on the flip coin we should be free of government tyranny and that includes all these damn wars where we send people off to get murdered and we go blow up innocent people in the name of democracy or freedom hey freedom yay oh sorry about your kid there um you know we got to curb all of these wars the war on drugs is ridiculous all these foreign non-stop wars that are wars for profit ridiculous and and also all the money the government's stealing and, and taking from us and, and putting us and putting our money in the stupid programs that we don't agree with and yep. and and we've got listen if you vote republican and this is just this is going to offend everybody nobody's going to subscribe but if you vote for republican or you vote for democrats you're voting for tyranny one way or the other and that's why i always <laughs> say the um republicans who want to Control your life in the bedroom, and the Democrats want to control your pocketbook. Um, they're they're really the same at the top. They're all about power, fame, and and uh, and glory uh, and money, and they're not about what you think is important. Uh, it's never about what you want, and that's why I ran. And, and I have to get off the phone uh, here in a few minutes. Got uh, I've got another. I've got another. Uh, I've got three podcasts. I'm gonna be talking for about six hours tonight. But uh, Get a man, I really there. you're a, you're a super yeah, no kidding. You're, <laughs> you're a super cool guy, man. I really appreciate you letting me on your show and well, and yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, man, Cy uh, Paranormal two ninety nine a month. You can save the damn genre. It's a great original horror based uh, stuff with a lot of like old classic movies, B movies. Uh, silent movies, uh, horror movies from Japan, and some really creepy stuff from the early 20s, and the precursor to the Twilight Zone, which is called One Step Beyond, which is really creepy, is on yep. there, and a lot of stuff that people uh, are working hard to make uh, decent stuff. And again, if you if you make short films, if you make 
monster movies. If you have a ghost hunting team and you want to do a, if you want to do a, a, a ghost hunting show, you, all you have to do is contact us to the website or, or see me on Facebook, funkmasterv.com, Vinny Vineyard, and we will make your dreams come true, baby. There, there you go. And and we were going to, of, of course, feel free to promote anything you want for uh, your network and everything on everything I have uh, from Nobo Boomy Inside the Goblin Universe. I've got the UFO group. Um, I've got a bunch of different things that we can promote this on. And we're going to promote it. We're going to put it on uh, on all our social media feeds as well. And Man, it's, thank you. It, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really wanted to talk a little bit more about your run. But I tell you what, this is this sets up for the next time, and I think the next time we need to get Big Luke on, so we can talk to him as well. If it's all right with you guys, he and- man, he is he's unbelievable. He, this guy is a trip. He, big Luke is is not just the, a big muscle giant. He's a, he's a freaking Mensa member, and he's a ex cops, a, a pro wrestler. He's he's actually the most creative guy, funny wise, I've ever met in my life. So he, he's a scream. Yeah, you know, I was. I, I think I'm gonna have a roundtable because there's another guy that does paranormal. His name's Ron Yacovetti, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him about you guys as well and the network. Um, he he did comedy for a while. He worked. Uh, he did the uh, you know uh, wrestling. I'm uh, not uh, UFC stuff. Um, so it, there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover there. I think we need to have a roundtable, like a comedy roundtable show. Um, yeah, we just we can Indian leg wrestle the whole time. We yeah, we could, yeah, you could do that, or we could just tell your mama jokes, and it'll take an hour to do that, which would be pretty well, interesting. Well, at this at this stage, I'd probably prefer the mama jokes, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, again, we'll do whatever whatever comes to mind because that's that's how we roll here. Um, Vinny, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for connecting with me. Um, I, you know, if I get down to Tennessee, I'm definitely gonna uh, look you up. And hang out with you guys, and uh, probably uh, I'll be the only one burning sage before I go into one of those buildings. <laughs> um, we may get to the point where we do it, man. Thanks a lot, man. Yep. God bless you, and thank you for the opportunity. You got it. Thanks for coming on, and uh, I think we're going to end it right now. We're going to go, and we're going to have some more people on. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get Barry Strom on for some of the listeners. We're going to get a little bit of that spirit board going uh, for, for some people. I don't mess with them, and I don't recommend anybody else does. But uh, for now, it's been Noble Boomy with me, Brian Bowden, and we got Vinny, the Funkmaster V Vineyard. Um, check it out. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Noble Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. The opinions expressed on Noble Boomy are of that of the host and his guests. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportunity time 
to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. C go away. Go I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson.